the Greenfield Post on Triple M. Are we live? With Will and MJ. They're awake and they're on fire. A very interesting weekend in footy. Massive weekend of footy, MJ. The Richmond bandwagon has absolutely capsized. <laughs> well, it has, hasn't it? Oh, mate, there is carnage on the on the road to Adelaide. <laughs> on the on the road, on the it's at the Hume Freeway. Is that the Hume? Just past Horsham. A lot of scarves scattered. <laughs> yeah. Anyone driving that way, watch out. <laughs> <laughs> There's flags on the ground. Jimmy Traffics, let us know. <laughs> Absolute carnage. Eye in the sky. Yeah. Well, it's back to reality for Tigers yeah, fans after that Tigers. loss. But how good do Adelaide Crows look? Yeah, mate. I think it's more of an indication of where Adelaide's at than mm. Richmond. They are a very, very scary prospect at the minute, Adelaide. Yeah, I think they're looking better than GWS. They're looking better than the Bulldogs. They're looking as good as any team I've ever seen in six weeks of football. Well, that's a big call. Mate, they are scoring at will. Yeah, they There's are. There's something in the water over there in Adelaide. Very similar to how Collingwood play today. Uh it was a good win over the Cats for the Pies. Look, I am a Collingwood you, supporter, you but... You couldn't help yourself. No, I don't want to jump to conclusions. <laughs> you That's... certainly shouldn't do no. that. <laughs> <laughs> You've got Carlton next week, yeah. knowing Collingwood's history. Oh, I oh. know. Well, a mate of ours texted us before and said it's a bit like Tonya Todman heading down to the <laughs> Holden Centre and just putting a bit of wallpaper over the crack. Yeah, you've got like a plumbing issue. And yeah, that's <laughs> just right. a coat of paint will yeah, fix it. Their issues are still there. But next, it's been a weird weekend in footy, hasn't it? It has. A lot of dopey moments. We're going to cover them all off next on the Greenfield Post on Triple M. Will, a very interesting round of footy this weekend. Yeah, very fascinating round of footy. Coming mm. into the round, there was a lot of games that I don't think we were necessarily expecting the results to play out the way that they did. That's right. The Saints won by 75 over Hawthorne. <laughs> the Swans lost by 9 to Carlton. Oh. And the Pies got over the Cats by 29 points. Yeah. Imagine multiing them up before yeah. the weekend started. As, as far as boilovers go, there's mm. three of your biggest for the year. Probably for the rest of the year as well. Yeah. I don't think a lot of people were expecting those three to play out, but it was also a very funny week of dopey moments. And Yeah, that's right. Like, a lot of good footy was played. Yeah. We'll, we'll start by saying that. Oh, of course. But there were <laughs> some extremely dopey moments. We had some audio we want to play for each other, so we thought we'd just package it just into the one In segment. a big sort of dopey <laughs> moments kind <Yeah>. of... <laughs> Some sort of montage. Now, where did you want to start with? Josh Bruce? Um, you can't go past Josh Bruce. I think we've got to start from the beginning, which is where Josh Bruce was running into an open goal square. His team's up by 70 points down there in Tassie. It's mm. a massive moment. He's about to bang through his four. He's about th yeah, three feet out. <laughs> he couldn't be closer. He literally just has to touch his boot and it's mm. through. And this is what he managed. All his goals from the... Oh, he's at the post. There's one for the highlights reel. That's going to get replayed forever. <laughs> it really bothers me when players, they hold the ball on the angle like that when they're about to bang it through. They yeah. want to sort of torp it. To Although like, down in Tassie, I think he was trying to kick it back to Victoria. It, Just it, kick the goal, it Josh. It could have got it in the bass straight with the amount of momentum <laughs> he was trying landed to on the on spirit of Tasmania <laughs> as it was on the way back. <laughs> <laughs> and anyway, yeah, it's just come off at the angle that those balls tend to do. Mm. When you see someone a shank a torp. That's yeah, that's he, right. shanked a torp mm. a metre out from the goal line. Mm. Or if you haven't played golf in, you know, three or four months and you go down <laughs> to the driving range and nearly hit the bloke next door. Yeah, just it was had a sort slice. of that kind of look. He's had yeah. a slice. That's, what's that's right. So, yeah. Bruce. Yeah, anyway, on. now next one is Andrew Walsh, I think. Yes, now, Andrew I haven't heard Walsh. this. You brought this to my attention. Can you run us through what happened here? This is in today's game, Collingwood yeah. versus Geelong. Collingwood, Geelong. It's nothing phenomenal, but there's a point when uh, I think Duncan had just kicked a goal in the last mm -hmm. quarter, and all the momentum was Geelong's way. They'd won the last 10 clearances, and then things were just suddenly... I think BT asked Welshie whether he thought Geelong was still in the game. Now, Welshie's the boundary rider for Channel yeah. 7, is Andrew that right? Andrew Walsh played 100-odd uh, yeah. games for us. Yeah. yeah. It's like a bit of a strange call. Serviceman. <laughs> yeah. A bit of a serviceable player. That's right. But Welshie couldn't seem to spit the words out. Yeah, I think the Pies are doing enough. Uh, the catch is starting to get their hands on the ball, but they're so as we go forward. 
So it fires it inside. <laughs> he just crumbled. He just, under the pressure. Yeah, he, he, he couldn't spit anything. A out. real sort of Josh Bruce moment there, yeah. Andrew Walsh. A real Josh Brucey. And just when you thought it couldn't get any worse, mm. Mason Cox, in terms of dopey moments, took a mark about seven and a half metres out. He's had a career of dopey. Well, he's new to the game. If you and I went and played NFL, I'm sure we'd there'd be sort of certain things that we'd stuff up as well. Like I think Jared Hayne had a few dopey moments early in his career for the 49ers. Coxie's been around for a while now, though. Well, let's have let's have a listen to how the Triple M team, including Howie and Schwatter and uh, the Duck Wayne Kerry, called it. Now, Coxie's taken the mark about well, probably seven meters out. Yeah, 45 degree angle should have gone back and sort of decided to play on. Down at Cox. Marks in the square, plays on Risky. Dunaway did it. Dunaway did it. In the end, he was rushed through and just threw the ball back in the field of play like he's playing rugby. He's learning the game, Howie. 5.59 to go. Let's have a look at it, Howie, on the Triple M Chemist Warehouse replay. He bloody threw the ball <laughs> to pot this man. He threw the ball back in. Well, he knew he was going to be probably holding the ball anyway, so... Yes, but have a crack. Yeah, have a crack. You can't throw the thing, Doug. <laughs> All right. So as he was getting dragged over the goal line, he sort yeah. of tried to shoot, throw it back like it, a rugby pass. It was a chess pass like in, in basketball. Hmm. It was. Yeah. But it, that was about the only sort of uh, mistake any Collingwood player made today. It was a very, very good oh, performance. mate. It was such very a good performance, performance by Collingwood. Lyndon Dunn could be in all-Australian form after today. <laughs> <laughs> He's played a game. You need to cool your jets. The lid's off. Everyone calm down from Collingwood. This is the Greenfield Post on Triple M. Buckley's on death row. MJ, NFL. Yeah, it's been the uh, the NFL draft over the last couple of days over there in the States. Yep. And it's always, I always like keeping a close eye on it just to see how the Australians go. How close am I? N- not that close. <laughs> I don't, who had the number one pick? Uh, I, th- oh, I don't know. The Browns, maybe? <laughs> the Yankees? Or... Yeah. <laughs> I think the Cubs were the number one fit. Yeah. Anyway, um, but it was good to see a former NF, um, AFL rookie get drafted over to yeah. um, the Philadelphia Eagles. He was picked up as a free agent. He was a punter like almost every other yeah. um, Australian player over there. I heard he, he was a Demons on the Demons list, wasn't he? Yeah, he was on the Demons. I think he was picked up by the Demons in the 2010 rookie draft. I don't think yeah. he played a game, but he has been over there punting for Ohio State. Oh. Which is uh, one of the great um, college football teams over there. Good on so it. So congratulations to him. We've, we've actually sent out a message to him, so we may be able to chat to him on next week's show. Well, that'd be nice. Just having a punt over there in the US. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he was big money as well. Oh, he would be mm. bigger than here. Yeah. He wasn't the only semi-Australian to have been picked up today. Of course, we like to claim anyone who had a holiday here when they were about six. Yeah. But uh, this guy Solomon Thomas. <laughs> He is a 125-kilogram defensive lineman. Who yeah, was that's a big up, unit. Oh, massive unit. He was mm. picked up by the San Francisco 49ers with their third overall pick. Mm. And he spent five years of his childhood growing up in Australia. Oh, we'll claim him then. We're, we're, so he's, he's as dinky-dyed yes. as, as Vegemite. And, yeah, as Alf Stewart. Alf Stewart. Yeah. <laughs> I think he just said like... And what yeah. number was he picked up again? Um, the third overall pick, whatever, okay. whatever that was. Yeah. I don't know what, how that works over there. But anyway, this is what the uh, commentators of the draft over there in the US had to say when he was picked up by the 49ers. He lived in Australia for five years. His first sport, sport was swimming. He learned to swim by body surfing on the Great Barrier Reef. <laughs> <laughs> he's just made that up. I reckon he's just put that on the sheet just to take the piss. I reckon he's got, no one will ever read this. I'll <laughs> yeah. just... Yeah. 
what do I am even doing this? It's yeah. like fun fact about yourself. Yeah, that's right. The way that sort of Dane Swan used to fill in those AFL player profiles. Just take it yeah. more seriously, mate. What was his name? Um, Solomon Thomas. But it's funny because he, so he did grow up and he but he lived in Sydney. But <laughs> then on the uh, on this hmm. NFL website where they've got all the details that he must have written down, he just goes, "Growing up in Australia, Sol- Solomon Thomas would spend his afternoons body surfing on the Great Barrier Reef." So, <laughs> so everyone's just taking that as yeah. fact. I don't think you can do that. I think you just catch the 109 down there to the Great Barrier yeah, Reef and just knock off from school yeah. and <laughs> grab your boogie board. Yeah. It's not finding Nepo. Yeah. <laughs> just picturing him running up onto the reef, yeah. jumping off. Yeah, it was oh, lots of fun for the kids. Well, that's the best thing about the American media. They just sort yeah. of run with things. I don't think oh. they, they don't let the truth or, you know, things that actually make sense get in the way. Oh, yeah, just an entertaining yarn. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, speaking of that, four pet koalas <laughs> growing up. Yeah. A couple of goannas. <laughs> but in speaking of animals, in the fourth round is where it starts to get quite boring, I think, the NFL yep. draft. And, you know, I, to, to be honest, I'd stop keeping a close eye on it by, <laughs> by, by the fourth round. Your close eye had wandered off yeah. by that point. But for some reason, the Indianapolis Colt, yep. instead of... <laughs> the, the who? Indianapolis Colt. <laughs> yeah, okay, you yeah, got it. Instead of just standing up there and announcing who their next pick was... Oh. Who turned out to be a bloke called Grover Stewart? Oh. Alf Stewart. Yeah, no, <laughs> no relation. Grover's son. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so their pick was Grover Stewart. Yeah. Instead of getting the coach or someone to get up there and announce it, or mm. you know their list manager, they decided to get an orangutan from the Indianapolis Zoo. Oh, you're joking! To like press a button on a computer. So this to is then the... reveal the reveal the name. So it's like fan engagement. Yeah, this that's is right. Them having a crack at uh, keeping it light and fun. Yeah, that's right. And it was, they were the only team that decided to use a monkey <laughs> to help announce their picks. Which, <laughs> they took it upon themselves. It was great. Look, it was great entertainment. Was I've it? seen the video. It was brilliant. Did this you have big, any of it? This big fat orangutan got up there and pressed a button. You know, I was intrigued. Then he's Grover Stewart, who, you know, I mean, poor, he's poor. been working his way up from, you know, as an 18 year old through yeah. all the college system. You know, it's the most important day of his life. Poor Grover Stewart. Yeah. This is like the moment you want to look back on in That's your life right. and just be like, this is when I was taken. I, I made my way into the system. Into the system. As an NFL player, my dreams were fulfilled. Yeah. And a bloody orangutan's announcing it. <laughs> I loved it. But the, a bloke called yeah. Mike uh, Mike Maycock didn't like it. He was on the panel back in Philadelphia where the draft was taking place. Okay. And they had this live stream two to the orangutan and he, cra- and he cracked it. <laughs> if we're going back to the zoo, I- I'm-, I'm walking off the desk. <laughs> Feel free. I've about had the zoo. Okay, we're going <laughs> back. Enough. <laughs> so they went back and forth from the zoo. From the zoo. To get the orangutan to do the picks. That's right. So instead of, you know, when the AFL draft is up on the Gold Coast or anywhere, yeah. just whack it at Hillsville. <laughs> get the tawny frog mouths involved. Oh, and here's a giraffe. He's yeah. going pick, to pick a name out of the hat. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> the Greenfield Post on Triple M. We're just going to bring it back a bit. Yeah. It's time for some serious news. That's right. As we've done the last few weeks, yep. it's getting great response. Oh, yeah. No, everyone loves it. Everyone loves it because, you know, you, it can't all be fun and games. Yeah. Sometimes you need to focus on the more serious news. No. Some of the feedback we've been getting has been yeah. that often we set this up as some sort of serious segment. Yeah. And then it ends up not being so... Completely incorrect. Yeah. You, I disagree as well. I think yeah. we, we're trying to play a straight bat and yep. I think we do it in a... In a way respectful that's respectful way. Yeah, yep. and very tactful. So I want you to present me with some serious news that you found during the week. Yep. And and we'll just we'll see what, what we think of it. Okay. Well, a player in country Victoria is suing a footy club um, because someone threw an egg at him <laughs> on Silly Sunday. Well, well, hang on. That sounds pretty funny. No, it's not. Okay. 
I don't want to go into too many details about who this bloke is because it's all before the court. Oh, yeah, of course. But well, he, yeah. okay. he's suing the Lake Wendery Football Netball Club mm. um, for an incident that occurred um, just near Ballarat there, beautiful Ballarat, in September 2015. Mm. Um, he claims it was a silly prank. Yep. Um, and he had a severely affected division in his eye. Yeah, that's not funny. He claims that a club official at the Lake Wendery Football Netball Club yeah. um, <laughs> threw an egg at him without warning, striking him in the left eye. Now you're laughing. No, no, I'm not. It's not funny. I'm Joe. not laughing. Yeah. Um, it doesn't say in this story if the egg was cooked or if it was just a <laughs> oh, no. scrambled or... Hard boiled. I think it was just a normal egg, sort yeah. of fresh out of the chicken. Yeah. <laughs> um, he says that it was negligent. Um, the club was negligent in allowing an egg to be thrown yeah. at him and not telling the official to not throw the egg or warn yeah. him that the egg was going to be thrown at him. Okay. Um, so there should have been a bit of a heads up. There should, he says there should have been a heads up. Yeah. At the very least, you know. If, or, or just don't throw the egg. Or just yeah. don't throw the egg. Yeah. I think, well, these messages, he was happy that the egg was thrown, I think. He just, oh. he just wanted a heads up. Mate, yeah. I'm about to throw an egg. Does ruin the humour aspect. It does, yeah. No, it's not as funny. Not as funny <laughs> to see someone get hit when they know an egg's about to get thrown at them. Jonesy, just, just before you, I don't want you to get startled. Yep. We're going to throw an egg at you in the next 10 seconds. In the 10 seconds, so. <laughs> Just Bra- take a deep brace breath. yourself. Put these safety goggles on, please. <laughs> An egg is coming your it's way. It's coming your way. And obviously he didn't get that cue. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's clocked him in the face. All right. I don't know. Oh, How is he though? Right. Is he all right? No, he's not well. He's, oh. he's got some damage to his eye and stuff. So um, that's well, why it's wish, serious news. I wish him all the best. Oh, yeah, me too. And I'm on his side. Yeah. I think the um, Lake Wendery Football Club. You know, really need yeah. to take re- review their egg throwing procedures. Yeah, no, they they need to look themselves in the mirror and just yeah, sort of figure out what's going on on their, their mad it, Keep the eggs behind lock and key. Yep, it's very easily solved. If that's what has to be done. It has to be done. All right. All right, that was serious news for this Sunday night on the Greenfield Post on Triple M. Would have been pretty funny to watch that. <laughs> <Would've liked laughs> Apparently, it's on YouTube. <laughs> well, I've always found it very interesting that in Melbourne, especially the mm. stereotypes of supporters from certain teams. Mm always still seem to live up to the expectation that you have for them. Yeah. Well, I was one of the people who was unfamiliar with this sort of reputation because I'm from Brisbane. So I didn't really know any of these Melbourne teams had the stereotypes that they do. And it's quite entertaining. Then you meet supporters and you sort of see that it all lines up. I always like trying to guess people if you've just met them and trying to work (laughs) out what footy team they go for before they say it. Have you ever actually been able to do that? I'm not bad at it. Really? Yeah. I, I think you can that. sort. I think you can sort of tell, especially with people my age who aren't that interested in football. Mm. You know, I'm 28. A lot of people my age who aren't interested all go for Essendon. Yeah, because Essendon was successful around that age. Oh, okay. That that you were picking teams. You yeah. know, six, seven, eight, nine. All the people that just picked a winning horse at the time. Yeah, that's exactly right. Okay. So, so people who are now sort of six and seven are all probably Hawthorne supporters. Yeah. So in twenty years they'll still be Hawthorne supporters, just but a generation of them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. And you, you know, you know, I was actually I just drove past the uh, the Royal Hotel, the Royal Hotel on Punt Road on the way in actually. Yeah. After the game at the MCG before Collingwood and Carlton, there's a lot of a lot of Collingwood supporters probably living up to their reputations inside the Royal. Let me tell you. What I drove past. That, I didn't go in. Is that a... You do you know what the Royal is? No. No, don't worry about it then. Um, <laughs> okay. Just on Pump Road there. Yeah. Yeah. But um, there's something you picked up uh, after the Anzac Day. Gee, Anzac Day seems like so long ago. It does. It's weird that they've both played again yeah. since then. Because mm. it was only on, what, bloody... Tuesday. Tuesday. Was, yeah. So, yeah. 
I think Essendon fans really, that was a nice relief win for them because it's been a very big journey for Essendon. They've been through a lot. They've been through highs, lows. The absolute ringer. Particularly lows. They've Mm. been through a real trench. Well, there haven't been many highs since probably 2000, I don't think. Yeah, exactly. But uh, there was one particular supporter, and this video (laughs) made its way around (laughs) Facebook. And it just captures, I think, every Essendon supporter's feelings after beating Collingwood on Anzac Day, finally. Boys, you just beat the pies. How good's that? It doesn't get any better than that, champion. I'll tell you what. To put up with the shit that we've put up with for the last few years, it's been a fucking nightmare. We hate it, right? Then to come out and pump these assholes who have done nothing but put shit on us for so long, get a big dog up, you Collingwood. You fucking deserve it. Fuck you all. That's a man who's seen some shit. That was now that was on the I think footy fan TV they call themselves, yeah. but they parked themselves outside the MCG there and just yeah. chat to supporters. But gee, he summed up a lot of people's feelings, oh, I think. And you could tell it was raw. I think they got him straight <laughs> after the song. Oh, yeah. In the video, it's funny because there's a bloke parked next to him. He doesn't get a word in, yeah. and he's just like, oh, "Yeah, <laughs> I agree with that. 100%. I can care." <laughs> That's a uh, but good on you, Essendon fans. Sorry about your loss today. Yeah, that goes straight back to reality for that guy. I'd yeah. like to uh, would have heard. <laughs> I would have liked to have heard the interview with him outside Etihad Stadium. <laughs> they should have tracked him down. Yeah, get a dog up your Melbourne. Get a support. dog up your Melbourne. You bloody deserve it. <laughs> this is the Greenfield Post on Triple M. This is the Greenfield Post on Triple M with Will and MJ. Now, Will. Yep. A couple of weeks ago, we introduced this. Is it a segment? Yeah, it's a segment. Is it a concept? Is it an idea? It's an absolute segment, and I'm going to make sure that we we bring this up more often. I think I've been a bit slack with it, to be honest. Well, we did. We asked people for feedback on our Facebook page at Will and MJ, yep. and we got a few messages, and I think they were mostly favourable. They were mostly favourable, yet you are still a sceptic of the AFL yeah, belt. It was, to my surprise, they were favourable, yep. because I really thought people wouldn't enjoy this at all, because I struggle to understand. Yep. <laughs> <I think> that's, <laughs> pro- that's probably my main issue with it, but... We you, should explain what it is before we carry on. It's right, the on. AFL title belt. Yeah. So tracking back to the beginning of time, a team has won the belt from the very first game of AFL, and then they hand on the belt to whoever defeats them next. So teams have the belt so week some, to week. Some nerd's gone back to the beginning of football. Yep. I really don't like you calling him a nerd. <laughs> He's doing a lot of heavy lifting for us. <laughs> this guy runs a very tight website. Yeah. Uh, that's afltitlebelt.web44.net. <laughs> Sounds very official. So heading into this season, of course, the team that had the belt was I don't know the Western Bulldogs because they won the grand because they won they won it off Sydney in the grand final. Oh, okay. Yep. And so the Bulldogs had it round one, round two. They hmm. were defeated by Fremantle, who then beat Melbourne. So Fremantle have held the belt for two weeks this season. Yep. And then they played West Coast this weekend. Yep. After defeating North Melbourne last week. And of course, now West Coast West, have the West belt. Coast have the belt, so it's very it's heating up. And now West Coast, they're going to have to they, now that they're, they're they're champions now, and so they every game they play now, assuming it, they keep winning, it's it, a title match. It's a title match. And guess who West Coast play next week? Who Port Adelaide at Adelaide Oval. Now that was a big game, but now that it's a title bout, <laughs> that is, the implications are huge here. Are they flat track bullies? Are they still going to be champions? We still want to hear your feedback on the <laughs> Will and MJ Facebook page. Please you let us know. Please let us so know if, if this should continue or if it shouldn't continue. It's up to everyone else out there. Yeah. I'm happy to be proven wrong. If people like this, let us know. Just message us at the Will and MJ Facebook yep, page. Yep, it's West Coast's first uh, title reign since round 21, 2015. 
These are the sort of, like, I, I could spend another 10 minutes on this if you really well, thank wanted. God we're out of time. <laughs> thank God we're out of time. I'm really, I'm, I'm offended we squeeze this into the outro. We'll, we'll be back at 10 p.m. next Sunday night. <laughs> we certainly will. This has been the Greenfield Post on Triple M. Give the Greenfield uh, Post a follow on Facebook. Yep, and our page, Will and MJ, on Facebook as well. Yeah, and our podcast is on iTunes. It's absolutely flying there on iTunes, actually. Is it? Oh, it's in the sports section. Airborne? Yeah, in the top 100. We sometimes... Easily. Uh, well, sometimes we, we take out some big names. Like yeah. we, we eclipse some of the bigger podcasts. Yeah, SEN. Yeah. <laughs> Just quite. Just to name a few. Yeah. Anyway, this has been the Greenfield Post <laughs> on Triple M with Will and MJ. Enjoy, guys. Have a good one.